welcome to B-Sides on Access Radio, Helen. Good to be here. <laughs> Yay. Now, um, I've been priming everyone all day about you, your role of urban dream broker. And um, I know that there are a few out there going, what is an urban dream broker? What do you do? I must say I was completely captured. So can you tell us, we're all dying to know, what is the urban dream brokerage and what does an urban dream broker do? Right. Well, um, <laughs> the Urban Dream Brokerage really is um, inviting the Wellington community to uh, propose innovative ideas to fill our vacant spaces, our empty shops in our city. And really, my role is then to um, broker or bring together those wonderful ideas and present that to the property owners or the right. property managers and agents and work together in order to realise that vision. Mm, what an exciting thing to do. <laughs> it is, yeah. it is. I mean, for me, it, it's always exciting to support people who have these great ideas mm. and um, for somebody who doesn't come up with their own ideas, it's nice to be the person who can support those who do. So, mm, yeah, really sounds lovely. Very good. Now, it must be quite an interesting thing for the landlords to be participating in such creative ventures because I wouldn't say that was normal for them. What what do they re, what are they recognising as good for them? Why they should do this? I think there's all sorts of. Um, benefits mm. from getting involved with the Urban Dream Brokerage. I think f for what I've found over the last 18 months is that it really um, activates what is a, a vacant space and it brings life to that space yeah. that um, wouldn't normally be there between tenancies and some of them do fall into a little bit of disrepair too well not disrespect but they get a bit dirty or vandalized or um and you mean our, without people without, without them people, being lived that's in? right yeah. i think so and so it gives um them an opportunity to you know for for our projects to clean that space up um fill it up for a temporary amount of time and um really change the perception of of what's been before and what the possibilities are for the future I think yeah and I really believe that you know what you're talking about there too is that lived in or that energy that people give a place don't they and, and they just add vibrancy to it's like that dead house when when you haven't been there on holiday it that's just right. feels really flat that's right but also that I think property owners and managers are really just quite generous and they support great ideas too great. and they want to be able to help where they can um, and I've found time and time again how supportive they are of the different projects that goes into mm. their spaces and turn up and keep an eye on how, how the project's developing so they really just like great ideas too. Good, good and just, just so our listeners because I'm imagining, uh, well one thing I did want to ask is it, see I was aware of the Urban Dream Brokerage a while ago but I, I thought it maybe just for artists but now it seems like you're extending that that quite wide who are the type of people you're wanting to to bring into this idea or to get involved with the idea well thanks for that yeah it was originally funded um through the public art panel ah, from the wellington city okay, council right. because of the great success and also outcomes which we couldn't have predicted 
by just temporary projects um, having a life beyond that 30 days and some carrying on, you know, six to, to 12 months. We recognise that it can also act as an incubator of ideas and, and these spaces can host a whole range of community initiatives and we don't really want to limit it to just temporary art projects. So it really is a, an open invitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that we're always going to get proposals from artists and mm. uh, performance ideas and projects in that way because it lends itself to that but we also we really I mean we don't know what we want until we get it and yeah. we'll, we'll take every proposal that we get and, mm. and see where it can go that's so exciting so and so just to be specific when I was looking so any new designers fledgling businesses social entrepreneurs community groups you're open to anything in that realm I think yes we are as long as it's an innovative innovative idea it's breaking new ground in its thinking and in its approach in the way that it can open up to be accessible interactive participatory and brings life to our city which it pretty it is a vibrant city as it were anyway but it can even be improved great okay so that is your mission people bring life to the city just keep it seemly there. I can see you're all clamouring at the door. Now, I know that you've had some great initiatives already, but it might be quite nice for our listeners to connect up with the other ideas that have been going on. Can you tell us if, about a few of those so that they can be stimulated? Well, uh, they've a real diverse range. Um, we've had visual arts presentations. We've had some theatre performances. Um, yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream was presented just recently. But we've also had some really really wonderful um, initiatives that have, have progressed through to um, a sustainable model, as it were. Yeah. So Sarah Reed and Occupation Artists were based at the Grand Arcade on Willis Street there, and it was only for a 30-day licence. Right. And uh, it was an opportunity for them, for, for Sarah and a few of their um, graduate friends from the jewellery course to um, get out of their back bedrooms and to come together and use that time to share ideas, to present some of their work. And um, the Grand Arcade was so delighted by the space that they'd filled that they extended that to a rolling licence. Sarah found, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Sarah found that her work and her colleagues' work really improved as a result of being mm. in the same space with others, but also the the um, the interaction with the public right. and the way that they built a relationship and a, a rapport with the people who did pass by that space every day, who'd come in and, and maybe ask questions about the different work that mm. they were presenting or what they were working on. And as a result, um, Sarah got the opportunity to curate a couple of shows for uh, international visitors oh, wow. to the city. <laughs> And she found that she loved that too. Yeah. And it really provided that I, that space for our ideas to shape and form, but also for the group to really commit to their own practice right. and to that of the jewellers as well and object makers in, in Wellington and beyond. And so now they find themselves at the Trades Hall with a space, a gallery up and ready to um, present more of that kind of thing. So that's been a marvellous success. That's and a they great could story. Never have anticipated that without mm. just giving it a go. Oh, yeah. And interesting that public kind of work working environment 
environment as opposed to the typical retail environment where things are just on display. That must have been very intriguing. I think it was for them. And um, what is a really great result for everyone is the fact that when they left after six months, the space was actually filled with a wool shop that um, they presented the the environment in which a, a, a paying tenant Yay. felt that it was a, a viable business for them. So, so the owners are delighted that through supporting this project for that amount of time, they've now got a, a, a paying client. That's great. That was a win-win, and I bet the wool shop's doing well after today. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, also the waiting room down on Cuba Street that was quite quite amazing that was one of your that was one of your you brokered that one should I say well we work with all of our artists and yep. producers in terms of it's an equal partnership in, mm-hmm. in looking for spaces yes. and activating them and Victoria Singh really identified as Cuba Street to be the, the space for her and um, I think it was it was such a success for her as a performance artist and the interactions that she was having from such a simple concept really yeah. of providing a space to wait in and to ask the question you know what are you waiting for and what is the longest time you've waited for something and as a result of that I think she extended her stay there because she was having such a rich interactive experience that um, I think she's captured a lot there and and inspired a lot of people as well to think differently about you know waiting waiting (laughs) that is very good um, now you you you've got an amazing story yourself, Helen. Because and you you mentioned to me the other day that art changed your life, and I said, "Don't tell me, don't tell yeah. me." And now I cannot leave without knowing what what it was that made that change for you. Well, I think you know it was. I say that art changed my life, and it did. But it was finding my passion early mm, on changed right. my life, yeah. and it happened to be the arts. Nice, and I think. What was re- I was really lucky, and I think most people say that when they, they find their passion, is that I was supported by a few people to pursue right. that. And, um, so important. It is, yeah. I think. And, um, and, and as a result as well, it enabled me to think that education was a route to which was a, a way in finding that career path, mm. which maybe I might not have. And when you get to education and higher and further education, you meet different people. And then your whole world opens up in terms of possibilities well, and seeing yeah. and being influenced by, you know, things that, um, especially in the arts, that are so powerful and life-changing. So mm. in order, I guess my life's work has been to inspire and support and nurture people to be to find their passion and when they found it to enable them to to see that realized and being a broker an urban dream broker urban dream i know i couldn't couldn't think of a better title to enable great on your cv (laughs) to enable me to do that and to to support those ideas and flourish but also to be working in the city to break down those barriers for people to engage with art and theatre and uh, innovative uh, projects really just ticks all the boxes for me. That's so exciting. I've got a grin from ear. Uh, my grin is stuck to my ears, ladies and gentlemen. It is so nice to hear someone love what they do like that. 
Um, Helen, now I know there's so many things I want to ask you, but I'm just going to ask you one more question. You're clearly not from Wellington, and I'd love to know how you got here, so we'll have to have another interview another day. But can you just share with us, as an outside perspective, we have you know, quite a, a unique city here. What, what do you see that we have that special and that we really need to work on preserving or, or maintaining? I, I, I really got to go to the, um, the people, the people, the people, really. You know, it, it, I have um, been embraced by so many different people that I've come into contact with. Yeah. Firstly, from Play Centre. I was a Play Centre mum and right. that whole kind of cooperative community mm. um, starting point. Whereabouts? Play Centre. Yeah. In Miramar. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And, but that whole kind of um, ethos and vision for, for our children. But then when I um, decided to move back into to pursuing my career, everybody was just so open and generous in meeting for a coffee, suggesting other people that I should talk to. And um, never... People never saw anyone as being a competition in right. competition with them. It's it's about community. Mm. It's about collaboration, and um, and I think for me, because Wellington is so small, that you do pretty much get to know most people, or if you don't know them, you know somebody who does know them. Yeah, and um, that kind of yeah, that kind of relationship and that small small kind of um, feel is is really nice. Me. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think you've summarised something really quite special there. So I think that would be to just retain our our generous spirit. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Helen, one more thing. My brain just went blank there. There was a, something else because I said I was only going to ask you one more question. But just for our listeners, with this brokering with the landlord, I guess I can hear them saying in my head. That's why I feel like I need to ask. Is the idea that the rental would be, it, it is a win-win situation that there would be, rent would be negotiable or that there would be no rental asked from the landlord or, or is there something special there to encourage people to do this? I think um, in the start of the negotiations it, we, we'd go for a no rent and then it could possibly move to a low rent or it could right. move to a coha. Each um, negotiation is different right. but we, um, we look for the best solution for the project, uh, you know, in each situation really yeah no that makes sense and I just yeah I could hear that buzzing in the head so I thought I should ask just so that would encourage people to talk basically and put something forward now if people do want to get in touch with you Helen the urban dream broker where do they find you well, you can visit Urban Dream Brokerage, the website, and yes. there's a contact form that you can go through there. Or it is, um, do you know, I think it is uh, info at uh, Urban Dream. Oh, I'm not sure. No, what I can't remember. Is. I think if you, if you can <laughs> find Urban Brokerage. Dream Brokerage quite easily on Facebook. and Urban Dream Brokerage at Gmail. Oh, there she goes. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in my head it was there. It's like eating dinner sometimes. You can't remember, can you? Um, Helen, thank you so much. for. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm buzzing. I'm just thinking space and energy and good ideas. And I think especially as we're now through our darkest day and now looking forward to lighter ones. I'm sure people are having lots of good ideas, so the, your phone should be running hot. Have you got anything else you'd like to say to our listeners today? Oh, I'd just like to say thank you for having me.